The D Las Vegas Resort and Casino presents Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. Brought to you by Verizon Wireless. This is 5G done right. By Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Pick up any of our award-winning sauces on the way home tomorrow night at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. The D Las Vegas Resort and Casino, home of Bar Canada, a north-of-the-border home, Las Vegas style. Roger Klein's Canseyone Tequila, ultra-smooth, Arizona-owned. Behind the mask, whether you're on ice or in line, we are the Valley's headquarters for all of your hockey needs. By M-Drive, presenting partner of What Drives You, M-Drive for energy, stamina, recovery. And by Summer Skates, get your personalized koozies and shower shoes at icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by the D Las Vegas Resort and Casino, is a part of the IceTimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Rob Rothfarb. All right, welcome in, hockey fans, professional hockey fans as it may be. This is Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by our friends at the D Las Vegas Hotel, Resort, and Casino. Coming at you just a little bit later tonight, but for very good reason. We had an exciting game for overtime to uh, to witness first. Scott Strandy here in Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. My co-host, as always, Rob Rothfarb, joining me from beautiful Southern California. Rob, how are you? I'm good, Scott. Thank you very much. It's about 64 degrees in Southern <laughs> oh, California. Oh, shush. shush. Before, before, wait, wait. Before I head down to beautiful San Diego for the next couple oh, of days. Oh, <laughs> no. No, it's even more more telling to me as I sit here in 108 and 35% humidity, which is abnormal in Scottsdale, Arizona. <laughs> well, sorry, sorry, that's why I live in Southern California. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Okay, well, as we, we're going to start the show tonight, um, you texted me and said, hey, we're going to overtime. Let's uh, – what do we do with the show? I said, let's move it out about 30 minutes and see if that works. It worked. There's a game five, Rob. <laughs> there is. There is. And uh, it started with a Josh Anderson goal and it ended with a Josh Anderson goal. So, uh, you know, the Canadians, you know, they fought hard. Carey Price stole a game. And that's what he needed to do. And they needed to focus on one shift at a time, one period at a time, one game at a time. And now they, now they forced a game five. And now they can focus on that. What a playoff for Josh Anderson. We'll get into that in more detail in a little bit, but the playoffs that kid has had has been just unbelievable. Um, originally, before this game went to overtime and gave us a game five, we had uh, wanted to start with a little tribute to uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets 24-year-old goaltender, Matisse Kivlinix, that was uh, killed in a fireworks accident. So uh, before we get going, it's a really hard transition, Rob. We both know it. But uh, I think um, in honor of the Blue Jackets and Matisse, I think we need to uh, at least uh, acknowledge uh, the tragedy that happened last night just outside of Detroit. As a parent, my heart goes out. It really does. I have a son that's 21 years old. I have a daughter that's 21 years old. Yes, they are twins. Uh, but when I hear something like that, I, it, it just it destroys me. I, I can't imagine getting that phone call. Uh, and for honestly, I, I don't want to start a uh, controversy, but for something that's silly, really. I mean, I talked to my son about making f smart choices because of his livelihood that he wants to do. And it's just sad to hear that something that could have been avoided wasn't. And it just it my heart goes out. Uh, that's the bottom line is that I, I, I can't imagine ever getting a phone call like that. Well, you being a Ranger fan uh, brought it up to my attention that uh, he got his first professional NHL start in the guard. Well, professional. I don't know. If, I don't think it was his first professional start. It was. I know it was his first ever win. It was a two-one win. First ever win. Okay. Yeah, it was the first ever win, and I actually today I was watching a highlight of it, and no longer the captain of the uh, of the Blue Jackets, Nick Foligno. And him were hugging after the game, and it was just such a raw, emotional, you know, great moment. And unfortunately, the reason I'm watching is because of what happened. Uh, and it's just, it's like I said, the words that come to mind are sad, uh, preventable, uh, just, you know, a, a sad day for hockey on a, on a night that should be a celebratory for the Montreal Canadiens in the Stanley Cup is really overshadowed by something 
uh, like this tragedy. Well, I think Blue Jackets general manager uh, Jarmo Kekalainen um, actually said it best. He said uh, in his quote on Twitter, "Life is so precious; it can be and can be so fragile." Hug your loved ones today. R.I.P. Uh, Matisse, and uh, you will be dearly missed. And not only by the, uh, the the Blue Jackets, but by the outpouring of support from every NHL team and every hockey team everywhere. Um, they've just been pouring in all day, so everybody understands it. Um, a little bit, I don't know how to say this, but connection-wise with uh, him being a native of Latvia, and of course, you know, Rob, we had two Latvians um, that I became pretty close with here at uh, at Arizona State in Gavito Janssens and uh, um, who am I missing? Um, Phil, Phil Bunces, uh, when they both played at ASU, so... The Latvia heritage is, is something, and there's not a whole lot of Latvians that have, have made it that far. So uh, when you lose a good one like this, it, it's not only the life, it's it's everything that goes along with it, right? It's not to the same magnitude, but what popped into my mind was Pelly Lindbergh. Uh, uh, how when, could it when, not, right? You know, just I, I don't know if it's just because they're goaltenders, but it's just two young goaltenders taken away uh, in the prime of their life and, and – we didn't know what was going to happen uh, with Kivankis, uh, whether he was going to be taken in the expansion draft, exposed, we don't, but his career was on the ascension rather than decline, and it's sad that he will never ever see what kind of goalie he could have been. We already knew what kind of person he was, uh, but and that uh, the goalie part fails in comparison to the type of person he was, but it would have been nice to see what kind of uh, goalie he became because he was he was a good young goaltender. You know, and that just goes back to, uh, you know, the talk on fireworks every year. People talk about the danger of them and, and, and how things can happen here in Arizona. And I don't know what it's like in Southern California, but uh, here in Arizona, we worry about uh, bullets uh, because people shoot guns in the air at, at New mm-hmm. Year's and at uh, Fourth of July. And you worry about bullets, stray bullets coming through houses. Just uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had a, a young girl, 15-year-old, that was in her bedroom and was struck by a bullet that was not intended for her, went through the wall, hit her, killed her. Um, you know what I mean? It, it's just, it's senseless. And uh, unfortunately, when these things happen, we just need to learn from it and try to not let it happen again. And, uh, you know, uh, what else can you say? But uh, rest in peace, uh, uh, Matisse. I mean, it's just, uh, uh, it's a terrible tragedy. I don't know how to transition out of it, but, um, that's what it is. Well, I agree 100%. It's definitely a tragedy. Uh, my prayers and thoughts go out to Matias and his family, uh, and the Columbus Blue Jackets organization. Uh, there's no easy way to transition when you do this at the beginning of a show. Uh, but you know, he, his legacy will go on in Columbus. They'll remember him. We'll remember him in the national hockey league. And, uh, I mean, I, I want to say it's probably about 10 to 12 years to the day, uh, which is July 4th, when uh, Jason Pierre-Paul from the Giants was injured in a, uh, a fireworks accident yeah. as well. Absolutely. So it just, I mean, you just you just hear, hear it time and time again, and you just hope people would learn from other people's mistakes before it affects them. And, you know, that's when I send my kids out, that's one of the things I try to uh, import them, impel them uh what is it? Uh, try to uh, implore them. them. Yep. Implore yep. them. That you know, think twice before you make that decision. Because especially my son, he wants to be a baseball player. My daughter wants to be an athletic trainer. Don't do anything that's going to derail your dreams before your dreams get a chance to get off the ground. Amen. I don't think we can transition out of it any better than that. So uh, we will move on. Uh, we will certainly not forget. We will continue to remember, and we'll continue to talk about. Um, these senseless tragedies that continue to pop up. But on the ice tonight, um, a big game four. I mean, there weren't a whole lot of people that were going, yeah, I think this is going to go seven, but um, it's going to go five, right? It will definitely go five, and uh, Josh Anderson's a big reason for that. He had he was very noticeable on the ice tonight. He was everywhere. He was. I thought, I thought honestly, there were three guys on the Canadians wearing 17 tonight because he was just that noticeable. Well, I can vouch for the fact that there was uh, that same vision uh, going on in Vegas, Golden Knights fans, because he uh, he was a big part of them moving on past that point. Um, Rob, when we look at the series uh, so far, and 
you know, it's been pretty much dominated by Tampa Bay at this point. But I looked at, at Montreal and I said, did Montreal use up everything they had giving to the Stanley Cup final? And they really had nothing left because they laid it all on the line against the Golden Knights. I mean, I think they thought that was going to be the series that they were going to have to do to get there. And right the first couple of games, they looked like they were just out of energy. Your thoughts on that? I agree. I agree. I think they did use a lot of energy. But Tampa Bay's the, the best team they're facing, the best goalie they're facing. So I think part of it is that Price was able to not only steal games, but steal a series against the uh, Golden Knights. Uh, it just, he can't do it now against Tampa because Tampa's deep. Look at the fourth line. The fourth line tonight, as noticeable as Josh Anderson was, so was their fourth line for Tampa. And they, and yeah. they almost pulled out the game. Maroon scored the tying goal and you know, if, if Kucherov doesn't hit the post with just over a minute left, we're not sitting here talking about Game 5. Yeah, that's a fact. So now that we do have a Game 5, um, your thoughts on uh, what's going to play out? I mean, uh, it was pretty evident the mayor of Tampa Bay came out and said, please, 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 let's clinch this at, at home on Game 5. And, and I sent out a, a message to our, our mutual friend, Paul Hornstein, and co-host and co-worker with us. And I said... Uh, she got what she wanted, but careful what you wish for sometimes. Uh, you never want to say that and put it out there like that because you want to win at home. You'll take the win anywhere, any way you could get it. And, and as uh, quick as you can get it, right? <laughs> I mean, if you can get you it done in four, do it. The more, Just like in baseball, when I'm coaching kids and I say to them, the more bounces a ball takes, the more chances it has to do something stupid and bounce in an awkward way and and go against you. Get to the ball as quickly as possible. Get to that fourth win as soon as possible. Do not let it drag on. Do not give anybody or any team, especially like the Canadians, a chance to all of a sudden steal another game, and now all of a sudden it's 3-2, and you're you're really if you're Tampa Bay. So you don't want to give any team momentum because, you, as you know, momentum is huge in the sport. Well, let's spell this out for people that may not be paying close attention. Now that there's a game five, it's back in Tampa. But like you just said, if, if if Montreal wins that one on the road, now it goes back to Montreal for game six. And then um, let's just play devil's advocate here. or Let's just play prog- prognosticator. Um, let's say Montreal wins that. Now it's a game seven. And we know what game sevens are, right? Anything can happen anywhere. Yeah, uh, uh, it's nice to fa- to fantasize and think about a game seven in the Stanley <laughs> Cup final, but I honestly think that Tampa Bay is too strong. Look, they they dominated tonight's game. Montreal stole this game. If Tampa Bay plays the same type of game, I don't see Montreal. Get- Montreal got some puck luck. I was reading something on Twitter. They really were getting some puck luck because the goal that put them ahead two one was no different than uh, the Ruta's goal uh, in the previous game in game three. It was just a CNI goal that just hit the right spot. So I just think that Montreal's playing with fire because Tampa is all over them. The biggest thi- – and I uh, I took a screenshot of it. The biggest difference, 0 for 1 in the power play for Montreal, but 0 for 5, including a four-minute at the end of the game for Tampa. Their power play, which is usually spot on, was the reason that they did not win this game tonight. If they scored just one power play goal of those five chances, they take home the game at this series. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. Um, so, um, game five is on, on the horizon. Uh, it's going to be, uh, what? Let's see, it's Monday night now, so Wednesday night sounds about right. Um, during this time, uh, a lot of teams that are done, obviously there's only two left. Teams are rebuilding, they're reloading, they're looking at their rosters, they're trying to figure out what to do. Uh, before we get into the coaching talk, um, a big thing happened for the LA Kings, didn't it? You know what I'm talking about, the trade for uh, Victor Arvidsson. That that's an interesting move for the Kings because usually you get guys like that when you're just one or two players character wise, you know, grit wise to get over the top. The, the Kings aren't there. I don't know, does that set them up for a bigger trade with maybe a Turcot involved? Boy, I mean, anything can happen. Um they want to rebuild right now. It's a it's a it's going to be a really tough Pacific division in the NHL. There's no doubt about that. And uh, if you want to uh, do the slow rebuild, it's going to take you a lot of time and an awful lot of patience from your fan base. 
See, honestly, that's a trade more than I thought like the Rangers would make because that's what they're looking for. They're looking for the bottom nine to really because as you know, Galant's a, a you know a system guy, meaning you're a fourth line, you're a third line. Everybody knows their role on the team. So that's the type of bottom six forward that I expect the Rangers to go after to add that grit and a little sandpaper. Yeah, I totally agree. Well, one thing we know with the Kings, they're they're pretty strong in depth in their uh, their farm system. They're young guys, and if I'm not mistaken, they got a pretty decent base of uh, draft picks coming up as well. I think they have like three in the first two rounds this year and then five in the first three or something like that. Something yeah, crazy it, like that. It is something crazy like that. I don't have it in front of me, but I just wanted to bring that up because uh, things are happening while, while there's two teams still battling in July to try to win a Stanley Cup uh, in this crazy COVID year that we're coming out of. Um, teams are, are trying to, to position themselves um, not only for the expansion draft coming up in just a couple of weeks, but also to prepare themselves for a training camp in a couple of months. Yeah, it's the first time they had to worry about a training camp in a while. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're, there's a lot going on, a lot of balls in the air. Uh, and I think that most of the other teams, I can't speak for all of them, but most of them are just like, can we get the Stanley Cup finals over with just so we could go about our business finally for the summer and get prepared for the expansion draft, for, <laughs> for the regular NHL draft, and then for, for like you said, uh, summer camps. Yeah, and it's going to be an exciting time in the in the Southwest because I believe if, if everything still holds true, the Arizona Coyotes are going to host the rookie camp um, or the rookie tournament, if you will, uh, right after the draft, which will be right here at Gila River Arena. So all of or not all the teams, but a number of teams in the West will will travel to uh, Glendale and uh, and put on a, a little camp tournament. So we'll be looking forward to that. But all of the teams that we've incorporated now. Um, they all have something different, don't they, Rob? Uh, they do. They, they're all at different levels as far as competition-wise. But if you look at the Kings and the Ducks, they're very similar as far as they both have good minor league systems. They're both on the rise. And they're gonna. those two teams could be battling out for the top of the Pacific Division for many years. Yeah, I think the depth that they have and, and the poise that some of those players are starting to show already, we've seen them at the AHL level. We've seen them uh, get their feet wet in the NHL a little bit this year. So um, before we get too deep into things again, and, and we've got to talk about the Arizona coaching search is finally over. Uh, we've got to touch a little bit about Gerard Gallant. Again, I think that um, uh, deserves a little more talk. And then, of course, Dave Haxtell up in Seattle. But um, it, how, how – how can you imagine things are going in Seattle right now? I mean, uh, I remember when Vegas was preparing for the uh, for the expansion draft, and I can remember when Vegas initially put out their uniforms and the anticipation and the fans were going crazy. But what must it be like in the war room, if you will, of the, the Seattle Kraken right now, just waiting, like you mentioned earlier, just get the season over with so we can get on with this? Uh, if if I had a venture guess, if I was a fly in the wall in the Seattle Kraken war room, there's got to be a big whiteboard and just every team on it <laughs> yeah. with about seven to ten guys. And as you go along, you're like mm, crushing off guys, hitting guys, taking guys off. But I'm sure it's just a huge whiteboard with, what, 31, 30 teams? Because uh, Vegas is not, so we have 30, Vegas we're have 32 teams. Well, 32 teams, so Vegas is out of it. So it's 30 teams are going, you know, we don't know what we're doing. we got to figure that out. Where Seattle's going, okay, i got every team listed here, and I got we just got to figure out which direction. Are we going to start from the goaltender out? Are we going to just take best available player? How are we going to uh, attack this? Uh, you know, because as you got to remember, decisions will change based on any trades they make for, for different guys. And it's going to make a difference what other teams do in advance of that. If, if somebody makes a trade like uh, Nashville did uh, with L.A. or other teams position people differently, uh, maybe trade a, a guy that you were thinking about not protecting, uh, there's all kinds of things that are going to happen. So I would guess um, the anticipation and the excitement in Seattle is uh, second to only the Las, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. It's it's there's there's excitement all over. Uh, you know, you were talking about Gerard Glenn. I know there's excitement uh, on the East Coast. You know, the Islanders just came within 
uh, a goal and, and a game from advancing to the Stanley Cup Finals. So there's a lot of excitement. They're going into a new building. Uh, you got the Rangers, who's uh, got a new, brand new coach. They're going to impl- implement a new system. Ki- their kids are going to get every opportunity to prove their top six forwards. Uh, they've got a lot of maneuverability. I just think that because of the expansion, you're going to see so much movement of, of players that it's you're going to need a scorecard. Yeah, totally agree. And uh, with new players, as we mentioned a little bit earlier, the uh, the teams are, are finding their coaching staffs and starting to refine them. Um, it's unusual, I think, that the Coyotes have waited as long as they – I mean, they came out initially and said, hey, we're going to go with a uh, an up-and-coming coach, maybe none, no NHL experience, um, and uh, somebody that's just a, a hard worker. Um, Andre Tournier is uh, the guy they selected – French-Canadian. During the press conference, there were equally as many French questions as there were uh, American English-speaking questions. Uh, It tells you a little bit about his history, but um, he he seems to be a guy that's willing to take this challenge on, and uh, I think I can say this by living in Arizona for 31 years, that uh, this is going to be a challenge. Uh, It will definitely be a challenge, but uh, if you remember when we were talking about Gerard Gerard Galano, I know we're going to get back to him, but one of the things you talked about is him coming off a gold medal, and that's the same thing as Tony. Tony's won three gold medals in the last five years, I want to say, since 2018, uh, at least. So you get a guy with with international experience. He's used to bring kids around and bring kids up, so he might be that type of coach that the Arizona Coyotes are looking for. Well, I think he is. I think he definitely answered uh, all of the right questions or gave the right answers to the questions uh, to get the job. But um, let's let's be honest here. When we're talking NHL hockey, um, you can be a really good coach, but if you don't have the resources, and I'm talking uh, finances, uh, players, coaching staff, all of those things around you, if you don't have them, it's going to be really, really difficult to replicate the success he's seen in the world championships and things like that, because even with the Ottawa 67s, he's had pretty decent rosters and pretty decent support. And I think everybody here in the desert, maybe everybody in the NHL is waiting, uh, Rob, to find out if if this is going to be the franchise ownership group that is going to step up and, uh, and do what it takes to uh, make this a competitive roster and a team that, you know, gets into the playoffs every now and then because that's something we haven't seen here in a while. Well, and I know the bubble. Don't don't go with the <laughs> bubble. I know they got to the bubble, but but no, that no, no, wasn't the same. About that. I, I, no, no, it's not. It's not. It's just. But but not only do you have to wonder uh, day in and day out, are they going to put a competitive roster together? But you really have to worry, wonder how long they're going to be there. Are they going to be in Arizona for very long, or are they going to re- look to relocate somewhere else because? the resources aren't being put in there and they don't feel that Arizona is supporting, which to me is, is ridiculous because Arizona is a hotbed for hockey right now. Uh, you're talking about Vegas uh, being a hotbed. Arizona, the state of Arizona is right now because of, uh, you know, I mean, Austin Matthews aside, but ASU has really elevated the, the level of interest in hockey. And I think the Coyotes biggest mistake was not joining forces with ASU in a building. I think if they would have done that, they would have seen their fan base grow exponentially. Yeah, and we'll never know what the uh, the real bottom line as to why that didn't go. Who who said no, or who who wouldn't agree to partnership? Um, because I think um, just speculation that I've heard, Rob, is that maybe Arizona State was the one that didn't want to partner. Um, they have their facility now, as you know. I sent you some pictures. I'm putting them up on Twitter tonight uh, of uh, month five, I think, right? March, April, uh-huh. May, June, July. Yeah, this is month five. Um, that structure is coming along really, really quick and really, really nicely. I, I think um, maybe Arizona State wanted to uh, brand Arizona State hockey and didn't really want anybody um, with them. Uh, you know what? That, that's a very viable point because, you know, the way we're talking about the Coyotes, it's more of a lead balloon, and that's not what ASU needs to bring them down. Uh, if they're going to be – in their own building and they're going to be spearheading everything. They want that notoriety all to themselves. And I get that. And they're the reason why hockey will flourish in the Valley. Uh, and if it does, it will help the coyotes, but I still don't know if it'll be enough to keep them there. 
Yeah, I agree. And, and just to, to kind of put a bow on this topic, but, you know, when you compare it to Vegas, uh, you can't really compare it to Vegas. And here's why. Um, Vegas is building where they play their games is in the heart of Vegas, right? I mean, people walk up right. to it. Uh, they have season ticket holders, but they can sell tickets to casinos. Uh, a lot of casinos did buy season tickets so they could uh, entertain guests. Guests come to town. They buy them on the secondary market. Uh, it, it's an event as much as it is a hockey game, and they have a very good hockey team that puts a very good product on the ice. So when you go to the event, the uh, the results are there. Um, when you look at what the Coyotes have been fighting for, geez, 20 years is uh, – where the building location is because it's not an event. They try to make it one, but it's not an event. Can you imagine Rob and you've been to, you've been to Scottsdale. If that, Mm -hmm. uh, if that had gone on the old Los Arcos mall, if you're familiar with that, right Mm -hmm. on Thomas Scottsdale. Okay. If it had gone right there, uh, it would have been just like Vegas because Scottsdale and the university or uh, Arizona state university coming right up uh, Scottsdale Mm -hmm. road, it would have been, center attention for everything, not just hockey concerts, you name it. And, you know, we all know why it ended up in Glendale and there's nothing we can do about it now, but man, it's an uphill battle to try to move it now because that Los Arcos spot is not there anymore. So no, 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 I agree. I I was at a game uh, with my son a couple of years ago and we were walking by. I'm like, where is this arena? And my son's like, we're in front of it. I'm like, where? And you don't know it's there. You yeah. honestly, you honestly yeah. don't know it's there. But but here but here I got a little trivia for you since you're so familiar with the uh, with Tornay, uh, the coach. What are you What are you gonna do when you first meet him? Are you gonna shake his hand when you first meet him? <laughs> um, that is a good question. That is a good question. Um, I think I, I think if you gave him a bear hug, he would appreciate yeah. it. I think you would the bear himself. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool when they when they announced him. That's his nickname is the bear. Um, it, you know, people told me right away they go, "Oh my goodness, we got another bald coach." <laughs> it's coming off of Rick Tockett to Andre. Uh, yeah, I mean, but I, I wish him all the luck in the world uh, because I think he, he he's the guy for the job in the situation that the Coyotes are in right now, but. When I talk about that resources, and I promise we'll stop here uh, shortly on this topic, but look at what they're up against in the draft this year. Uh, they got nothing. Oh, with losing the draft picks. They got yeah. nothing. And last no. year's draft, they really materialized nothing. Uh, so yeah. how are you gonna how are you gonna do that? I mean, uh, ownership came out and said uh, publicly that that they wanted to try to trade Oliver Ekman Larson. Well, as soon as you say you want to try to trade somebody, the value is going to drop off the map. He's owed a bunch of money. Yeah. Yeah. So how are you going to make that happen? Okay. And now if you're the coach and, and I have a feeling on, on two fronts with Rick Tockett, I think Rick was so frustrated with the inability to get what he needed to uh, continue to build a winner. I think that's why they parted ways and, and secondly is I don't think they hired a coach till July 1 because I don't think Rick Tockett's contract was up until July 1, and I don't think he left him early, if you know what well, I mean. I well, think he coyote, hung it out till the very last day. The Coyotes seem to be playing the stock market because they hired a bear, and they went from a, from a bull to a bear. <laughs> so so they're, 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 they're really banking on the bear. Uh, up, upsetting the bull, so you know it, it's one of those stock market things. You know they're they're really they're really banking on their future. So uh, to put a bow on it, I wish the, I wish them luck. Uh, I would love to see hockey succeed in Arizona. Besides co- at the college level, I just think it's a really uphill battle. Yep, couldn't say it any better myself. So uh, on that note, let's take a quick break. Let's uh, hear from some of our partners, and then you and I will be right back to uh, discuss a little more NHL and AHL hockey in about four minutes. Hi, this is Derek Stevens. Download your new sports betting app with Circus Sports. Get 24-7 access to a dynamic sports betting menu, including props, futures, cross-sport parlays, in-game wagering, and more. Sign up for the mobile wagering app at circusports.com. 
Then visit one of our downtown Las Vegas sportsbooks at the D or the Golden Gate to activate and fund your mobile wagering account. Learn more at CircusSports.com. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. If you live in the Valley, you know that there is no shortage of great Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste with a fair price and relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. From the breakfast burritos served all day to combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations, from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to burritoexpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Bill Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. This is Derek Stevens. Download your new sports betting app with Circus Sports. Get 24-7 access to a dynamic sports betting menu, including props, futures, cross-sport parlays, in-game wagering, and more. Sign up for the mobile wagering app at CircusSports.com. Then visit one of our downtown Las Vegas sportsbooks at the D or the Golden Gate to activate and fund your mobile wagering account. Learn more at CircusSports.com. All right, we're back. This is Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host, as always, Rob Rothbard, joining me from that beautiful, cool, and jealous state of California. Um, Rob, um, we left on the on the first note, talking uh, first half of the show, I should say, talking um, about what's going on. But there's more coaches to talk about. One of them I think we need to talk about uh, to get things rolling is your favorite team, the New York Rangers. And there's a lot of fans out here in the Southwest that just love uh, Gerard Gallant. Well, how can you not love him? He brought the uh, franchise to their first ever Stanley Cup uh, on the verge of winning. It was a great series. 
Uh, he was a he was a coach that the players love to play for. They really, I mean, you, you hear it all the time. They'll go through a wall, but he truly was a player's coach. He like you talked about. He's not an X and O's guy, so he's not going to be spending too much time with the whiteboard. He's going to let them play. Uh, if I was a hockey coach, I think I'd be a lot like that because when I was a baseball coach, especially literally the second half of the season, all I did was scrimmages, let the kids play and get the experience of situations rather than practice. Yeah, and I think that's important because uh, to a certain point, uh, let's put it this way, I think what happened with in Gerard's case in Vegas is things got a little loose. I talked about this in the past. I think they got a little bit loose, and uh, I think uh, the general manager – and uh, above uh, decided that something had to be done because it was just a little too comfortable, and maybe that's why the change was made. I remember when when the change was made, Vegas wasn't exactly, you know, terrible. <laughs> they were still, no, no, it and, was one of those rare, rare, rare <laughs> times that they get rid of a coach and the team's not playing bad. Right, and, and like you said, just coming off of a Stanley Cup final appearance, uh, everybody thought that that was going to be the direction and he might be there forever. Um, but uh, they felt something had to be done. Um, we saw what, what's happened. Uh, so let me ask you this. As a Ranger fan, do, is there any fear in that, uh, in your mind, that, that that same thing might happen with the Rangers? Or do you think that the, something's been learned in the process? I'll tell you what. Let me, I'll answer that question after he takes him to the Stanley Cup but actually wins it. How's that? <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm a big fan. I, when the minute that uh, I heard rumblings that <laughs> Quinn might go, I was hoping that he would. The only one, honestly, that could have changed my mind about Gallant would have been Rod Brindamore. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. He he would have been uh, a, a big a big catch, no doubt about that. And uh, no better place to put him, right, in the heart of New York City. Well, he, he's one guy that's not flustered by pressure. He played many years in the playoffs. He was he was one of those tough guys to play against. I liken him a lot to a Jeremy Roenick who could score goals or he could shut you down. And he could hit you. He could, If he wanted to drop the gloves, he'll do that too. He, he Whatever it took to win, that uh, he, he was not, it was not beneath him. Yeah, absolutely. And while we're on this topic and we got half a show, you just gave me a great suggestion. You said, why not see if there's some listeners listening that want to uh, – Type onto the chat bar uh, questions that they, they want us to talk about or discuss or maybe have some input. Uh, feel free to type that in if you're listening right now live and you want us to talk about something, put it in the chat bar, and uh, Rob and I will get on it. Okay, so so Stanley Cup or bust, is that fair? In New For the York? Rangers? For yeah. The, uh, uh, next year, no. I, I, don't think that, I don't think just making the playoffs is going to be acceptable, but he, he's not on a short lease in that regard. Uh, I just think that if they are playing like the, I'll, I, I hate to admit it, the, the team that's moving to uh, the horse race track. Uh... <laughs> Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Oh my goodness. The team that's moving to the horse race track. <laughs> yeah. yeah the, you know, oh my if, goodness. If, if, you if are, comment... you are so in the battle right now with somebody on, on the Island. If, if my colleague wants to call my favorite team, the team from Manhattan, I will call them the horse race team. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so last night last night was the 4th of July, Rob, and uh, I said it was going to be fireworks, and uh, I got Paul going on NCAA hockey, and the fireworks flew for a full hour. So I, I think uh, – Fireworks Part 2 might have happened tonight. <laughs> and and listen, folks, we did them safely because we did them with words. Uh, exactly. So when we talk exactly. about safety, we did it with words and conversation. But nice job. The team is moving to the horse race track. I like it. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, when, uh, you know, night in and night out. And there, I, I don't know if Matt Morton's going to be a free agent, but I believe the other uh, – no, I mean, Clutterbuck. I don't think it's a free agent, but I think Matt Martin might be. And I know Sezekis is. Uh, they have a fourth line that's one of the best in the game. So if the Rangers become like that, I'll be very happy because they, they'll have the goaltending as long as you can stay healthy. So I think you got two years. Not this year. The year after will be Stanley Cup of bust. Okay. Fair enough. Um, okay. So let's move back west again. Let's go to the Pacific Northwest. We talked about Dave Haxtell, the former University of North Dakota collegiate coach. 
the former coach of the Philadelphia Flyers and um, the assistant coach with the Toronto Maple Leafs. We talked last week, and I think we just should bring it up again so so the listeners can hear. But what kind of what kind of job is is Dave Haxtell going to have to do to to be known as the guy that started the franchise successfully? See, this hire concerns me a little bit more because I think of Haskell as more of a developer, more of taking the kids to the next level, bringing on kids along. I don't know if a veteran team, which is what he's going to get. I mean, yeah, there'll be younger veterans, but they're still going to be more of a veteran team rather than straight out of college draft picks type of uh, out of juniors, out, uh, that type of team. Uh, that's why I thought Gallant at the time, because he's a player's coach, the veterans want more of a player's coach. I kind of interested to see how he's going to handle this team, because until you have a team, how do you know you have the right coach? Yeah, exactly. Well, let me tell you this. When Gerard Gallant was hired in Vegas, and I remember this really well, everybody waited and waited and waited and wanted to know who that coach is going to be. And when it was finally announced, there was a sense of relief, uh, stability. Uh, even the novice hockey fans had heard of Gerard Gallant. They kind of knew something about him coming in. I'm not sure that's the case uh, in, in the Pacific Northwest or anywhere that Dave Haxtall is a name that um, drives you, for lack well, of a better term. Well, right now, the wildlife is uh, talking in both Arizona and in uh, Seattle, Washington. And the words that are being spoken are, who, who, who are these guys? <laughs> I love it. You know, and that's what, that's what the, even, even the most staunch of fans for, for that were, that are hockey fans living in the Pacific Northwest are going, who is this? Wait, I kind of remember a guy from North Dakota, but that was that. It's not the same player coach because he didn't really last very long there. I mean, a few years, but I mean, I kind of unceremoniously let, uh, let go. Uh, but I don't know. I just, until you have an identity, it's hard to, you know, it's hard to have a coach give you that identity. It's because you, you, you coach gives you the identity when you have a team and you're like, okay, these are the guys we're going to get, but you have really not a lot of choice when it comes to this because they're all third and fourth line guys for the most part. Okay. So, so we know their head coach. We know what he's up against. Uh, we talked uh, last week about their AHL franchise um, being shared, which is typical in an expansion for a year or two until you get enough players in your system to, uh, to basically form your own team like Vegas did. Um, we know they're going to be in Palm Springs. We know that building's coming up eventually, <laughs> albeit very slow. Um, very slow. <laughs> uh, but uh, talk a little bit about the challenges, if you can, about having your your new team members. Uh, once they break camp and they have to send guys um, to Charlotte, um, is that going to be an issue? I know they're going to try to make it not an issue, but how can it not be when they're across the country from the, the home team? the main team, the big team. Well, especially for an expansion team, you would think that you're going to be having a, quite a few two-way players. And I don't know if there's a limit for the AHL on how many two-way contracts you could have, but you're going to have, I would think there'd be a little bit of a shuttle going back and forth because you're, it's a new franchise. You don't know who's going to uh, spark any, uh, a run that would normally have put him in the AHL. Now he's on the big club and to have to fly him across the country, basically, from the southeast to the Pacific Northwest. I mean, it's kind of almost like the, you know, unless you're on the tip of Florida, there's not much further of a trip you can have. You know, and not only the distance, but, um, you know, you're talking about two different franchises and the fact that um, the Hurricanes are are up and going and ready. Uh, they're, they're Stanley Cup or bust almost every year. And then all of a sudden you look now at, at Seattle, which is trying to develop itself and, and get in. Uh, so I want to ask you this. Uh, obviously, proximity-wise, the rivalry becomes Seattle and Vancouver. No doubt about that. But are there other teams that you think are going to become rivals uh, of the Kraken just simply because of maybe Vegas, because of their, of their newness and the way they came in? Or um, other teams? Or is this going to be a rivalry in the Northwest? Uh well, I think I think uh, once they're more at the same level as Vegas, you you'll start seeing it be uh, 
a rivalry. Uh, you might see Arizona become a rivalry because it will be who's going to get the first pick type of rivalry. Uh, <laughs> Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. <laughs> I know where you're going with that. But keep in mind that, that Arizona's moving. They're, the, the state's not moving. The franchise isn't moving yet. But they're moving to a new division. So uh, that that's going to be a tough one. But I like that. Who's going to be looking for the first pick? Good one. Well, well uh, you know, honestly, it, it, it'll be interesting to see because Vancouver obviously is the most logical of choices. For, for the rivalry because it's just across the border. Uh, you know, it's sort of uh, like what Buffalo and Toronto would have if they played to get against each other all the time. Uh, and, and it wasn't until just recently. I mean, it's pretty – to side note, Montreal having one Western Conference championship banner and Toronto having none. And Montreal only played in the Western Conference one season. Uh, but that's a side note. Uh, but I don't know. I'm trying to think of who their rivalry would be. But – Proximity-wise, it would be Vegas, and it would be uh, Vancouver. Yeah, no, no thoughts of the Sharks sneaking in there as a uh, as a rival. Mm, you know what? I didn't think about the Sharks. Possibly, possibly, uh, and they're almost at the same level as far as competitiveness right now. Uh, so one, we'll see what kind of team the uh, Kraken put together. But no, no, that's a good point. That's a good point that that San Jose could sneak in there. Okay. So let's, uh, let's step aside from the NHL unless you've got more on that topic and let's talk AHL. Got anything more on the NHL that we need to get in there uh, that I missed? No, no. Okay. We, could, we could switch over to the AHL. Okay. So the American Hockey League coming back strong. Um, they're gearing up for, for a full quote-unquote season this year. Um, they're looking to crown a full champion again this year. Um, a lot of things happen, though. This past season, with the the scrambling of schedules and and the way the teams traveled, so just, just kind of give us an overview of what you expect when the AHL season starts. Is everything just bounce back to normal, just like that, or are there still some lingering effects from the pandemic? Uh, you, you kind of feel that there'll be some lingering effects, but I think the, their philosophy and their mentality is full speed ahead uh, and get going. I mean. Th- it's the schedules are set. The number of games are set uh, for the most part, uh, at least in the Pacific division, which is what we focus on. They all have, what is it? 65, 69 games. I forgot exactly what, what it was for, for them, but everybody has the same amount of games. Uh, so they could, they could start preparing and start and get, think about their summer camps and whatnot. And that's what I'm looking forward to honestly is going to the practice facilities and, and seeing some of these rookie battles uh, after the draft and, and stuff at the, uh, rain, uh, and also at the gulls. And if I could wake my work, my way up to the Barracuda. Yeah, I hear you. Um, and I hope you have your passport because we have the, uh, the team North of the border and then Seattle across uh, the, the country in Charlotte. So you're going to be moving around. Uh... <laughs> well, I figured you would handle Charlotte. And then oh, you did, north. did you? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You got Tucson, right? oh that was just downright mean is what that was (laughs) (laughs) well you can't expect me and and paul won't go so yeah exactly we can't get him out of the basement (laughs) exactly the only time he leaves the basement is to walk that dog (laughs) or or the dog to walk him one of the two (laughs) he's he's a big guy i think he's walking the dog (laughs) (laughs) i think you're right so we're looking forward to, to to the full AHL uh, coming out and uh, and coming back uh, stronger, better. Um, we've made the announcement, if you've been under a rock, that we are having the entire Pacific Division under our wing, if you will, this year and, and doing the best that we can to uh, continue to promote that and bring that up. Um, I want you to give the fans that maybe haven't watched a lot of AHL hockey, Rob, um, what's the exciting value? What's the, the, the ticket value uh, of going to an AHL game? Uh, well, first of all, the cost, the cost, your, your return on investment, because the cost, I think like Henderson was, is thir- was 13 bucks for the playoffs or something like that for the, the bang for your buck. I mean, it's great hockey. It's kids. You're going to see at the next level, getting their feet wet at the pro level. You're going to see some uh, grizzled veterans that, that are just there to help these kids along that make the games fun that, that might drop their gloves a time or two to get, bring the excitement, but there'll be a lot of hitting. Those, usually a lot of goal scoring, and you know what? Even with a lot of goal scoring, you still get some good goaltending. 
Yeah, and we happen to have one of the best, uh, the the best last year in the AHL right uh, in Logan Thompson up at the uh, the Henderson Silver Knights. So um, the, the interesting part about Henderson too, and I'm, I'm kind of going to just break off just a minute, but uh, Henderson's getting that new building. Uh, they're already scheduling some indoor events for that building in March, Rob, even though they're going to be playing at the Orleans all year. Um, there will be a completed building in March of 2022, um, which leads me to suggest, are they really going to play all their games uh, in, in Henderson? Or if they go into a playoff run, are they going to swing it over to that new building in Henderson? Uh, well, let's see. Did they play their playoff games all in Orleans, or did they actually go to the big <laughs> You arena? got me. That's exactly where I was going, my friend. They moved them to the big ice sheet uh, for the for the final. Uh, so I, I'm wondering if we're not going to get a sneak peek. Uh, it'll be hard to tell, but, boy, they have put that building up in a hurry. Well, I heard it's going to be a beautiful building, and you know what? We might have to uh... – do a game on on a Monday night, and when they if, hopefully they have a game on a Monday night, we could do a podcast from it. If not, we're gonna have to change a night for one game just to just to have the fans experience that type of atmosphere and how loud it will be. Yeah, it's gonna be crazy. There's no doubt about that. So so that leads me over to the Palm Springs franchise. Uh, you were there again. Um, nothing changed on the building uh, at this point, right? I was just there last week and nothing has changed. I don't even know if they've even got, put a truck to scrape the dirt on that uh, lot since we had been there. Yeah, that's uh, a little bit concerning at this point. But uh, how familiar are you with Palm Springs? Do they have another ice sheet over there that you're familiar with? There, well, I, they could play they, there if they wanted to for a while. No, or? no, they, no there's, there's nothing that could support that. Their, their best option, I thought, would have been trying to do play out of Irvine because if San Diego is going back down to San Diego to play, uh, you know, that really could have prompted that ice sheet to be open if they really, if the AHL really worked with them to keep them there. But I think it was more about not wanting to have to field the whole team. I think you mentioned that on a previous podcast. One of the reasons why they're doing the split is that they didn't want to have to have to field a whole team and uh, this way they could ease into it. And that could be also why that building is taking longer is because they know they're gone for next year and it's not going to take that long to put it up. So they're just, you know, pushing it back a little bit. I don't know. Okay, well, let me, as long as we're on the topic of buildings, as I mentioned earlier, I'll put up on, uh, on Twitter tonight the pictures I took from the Arizona State building. Um, I was told that's about an 18-month project and they're uh, five months into it right now. So if you do the math 13 months from now, um, I'm thinking they're going to be ready easily by the start of uh, next year's hockey season, which is uh, really exciting news in Arizona. So if they can do that, and I think it's the same group building it, uh, I would say the same thing for Palm Springs, right? Once they finally get started, it's about an 18-month build. I, yeah, I think that uh, they're projected out and they're thinking, okay, we have, we're in July now, uh, 12 months from now. Uh, we're we're in the summer and you know so you're talking about january of 2023 that so you're talking about most likely it being a two-year uh charlotte deal rather than just one year am i am i is my math correct interesting um also just to to, to, to talk a little bit on the uh echl uh, the fort wayne comets won the uh kelly club Kelly Cup, easy for me to say, so the professional talker, uh, <laughs> won the Kelly Cup, uh, and they are the Vegas affiliate of the ECHL. It just trickles down from the top. I mean, every minor league facility and team is just top-notch, and not only in the front office, but their players as well. And they all are subscribing to the same philosophy from, from the ECHL all the way up. Okay, and we'll kind of wrap it up on this. This is more of a, um, not housekeeping, but just news and notes from our end of it. Um, this is uh, our fiscal year, started uh, July 1st. So this is season two of the Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly Podcast, episode one. Just so you're aware, we're approaching 15,000 downloads. I think we're going to do it. If we don't do it tonight, we'll do it tomorrow night. Um, and then we're going to put on a hard press, Rob, and I haven't even told you this yet. Um, but we're going to put a hard press on uh, not only Twitter followers, but also our podcast listeners. So 
Stay tuned over the next couple of weeks. We're going to make an announcement. Uh, working with some partners right now to have some prizes. So uh, the best thing you can do right now is start to follow all of our Twitter handles. we got five of them. And also the, uh, the podcast because uh, we're going to draw a name, several names actually, to win some great prizes coming up from some of our partners, some hockey prizes. So I'll leave it at that for now. That's coming up. I also want to tell people that tonight is, I think, till midnight is your last chance to get 20% off your $100 or more order at our team store. Just go to the homepage, icetimehockeysw.com. Click on the uh, banner on the right-hand side that says Squad Locker Team Store and uh, select anything that you would like from there and save 20% if your order is $100 or more. Anything else that you can think of that we missed? No, I was just thinking because I'm wearing the T-shirt. I can't wait to see the gray emblem because uh, I have the one with the gold emblem, obviously. Uh, but it just if we if we had the YouTube channel going, they could see all the great uh, swag that we wear, whether it's the polo shirts or the T-shirts. Uh, we could also uh, help promote some of the clients. So check the YouTube channel every so often because you you definitely uh, are wearing some of the swag when you go on the YouTube channel. Yeah, all the time, and uh, we'll continue to do that. Uh, just a reminder as well, folks, um, we're, I'm calling it the super sponsors, Rob. That's that uh, small block on the right-hand side of every page where you can become an exclusive super sponsor of your favorite team. Uh, right above where your logo goes would be the team logo that would go directly to the team website. Uh, it gets everything that you want out there. So uh, by all means, get a hold of Rob. I'm going to let Rob throw his information out to you again here in just a minute. But um, they're going to fill up fast, folks. And once they go, that is the only one that's available in that category. So uh, right now we've got Jesse Ray's Barbecue with the Vegas Golden Knights. We're working on a couple more in Vegas, uh, hopefully very soon. So uh, don't wait too long. You're going to miss your spot. It's a great opportunity. also comes with a free corporate partnership which we can uh, give you all the information about on that as well. Um, um, let's see, what else was I going to say? Oh, we do officially have an address in uh, Las Vegas now. So uh, we can accept mail and things in Las Vegas. We have a Vegas phone number, 702-813-3047. And uh, we're in the works of putting up a uh, Palm Springs phone number as well, coming your way very, very soon. Anything else you need? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, G- I'm give just, them your I'm information, just, my friend. Uh, Tell them how they reach you. Well, uh, my uh, my email is uh, ithswrobb at gmail dot com. My cell phone number is two one three nine four four one nine four zero. And as my daughter knows that. Uh, I do not take calls during the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. And also, and also, um, anybody can get to your Twitter handle, so get those out there because um, uh, people do a lot of work through Twitter, and we want to blow that up. I mean, my goal is 10 by, – by the start of the season, Rob, I want to see 10,000 followers on all five of our main Twitter accounts, and that means they'll be on yours as well. Well, I'm trying. I, I keep sending it out that we're on uh, that the ITHSW podcasts are on uh, Podbean. I anytime that, that I have a chance to, uh, I picked up a few followers on both my uh, my Sun Devil Nine account and also the uh, Ice Time account as well. But it's ITHSWR uh, for my Twitter handle, and that's at ITHSWR, uh, standing for Rob R O B B. Uh, but, yeah, I'd love for you guys to reach out. We have fielders out in the Phoenix-Scottsdale area as well as the Tucson area right now. Uh, we're, I'm heading to Colorado in, um, uh, next week, and I don't know if I'll get to Loveland. I would love to see where the arena is. Uh, but maybe, maybe you'll, I you'll never come home. You'll never come <laughs> home. If you go to that building outside of, uh, outside of Denver just to the north in Loveland, you will never come home, my friend. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm staying in Broomfield, so I don't know if – if I'll be able to make the trek all the way across, because I think it's like an hour and a half. Yeah, it's from, about that from, from there. So we'll we'll see. But we've we've got a lot of fielders because we have uh, in Northern California because we're we're going to be blitzing uh, the Pacific Northwest with the Kraken coming in, and uh, even though Palm Springs won't be here, 
Uh, we have a lot of good things going on at, with the podcast, the hockey, po- the college hockey podcasts are great. You guys always get some great guests, but we're, we're going to be ramping up the guests as well now that uh, once yeah, the that, hockey season ends. We'll that's what I want. I guests. wanted to bring that up. I was going to close on that note. Yes, we've a, a great list of, of guys that I've asked to come on that want to come on. Uh, one of them I had a conversation with was the head coach of the U.S. gold medal winning um, sled hockey team, David Hoff an old friend of mine from way back uh, in northern North Dakota. David well, said don't he's going to Don't let me make the old jokes with you like I do with Paul. <laughs> <laughs> so he's going he's gonna to come on with us uh, down the road. We That'd also be an awesome have, interview. I also spoke with Brinson Pashnuk, the uh, uh, shark slash barracuda defenseman. Brinson's going to come on with us. He's up in Canada right now getting some much-deserved R&R with the family. Uh, after all the time that they couldn't cross the border, somehow he's gotten himself up there. So let's hope he gets back. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then we got some other great guests uh, lined up for you as well. So now when the Stanley Cup's finally over and it's not played on a Monday night, uh, the the doors should open, the floodgates should open to a lot of great guests. So stay tuned and uh, thank you for listening to us in the meantime because uh, we, we try to keep busy. We try to keep you up to date with what's going on and, and we're happy to be here. And there's lots to talk about as we go on uh, next week, uh, next uh, Monday, which will be the 12th. I may be coming to you guys live from Coors Field for the Home Run Derby. So I know it's not baseball talk, but that's, that <laughs> would be, be cool, though. That would be pretty cool. It, it would be. It kind of would be. I'm going to have to find a, a quiet enough spot. Uh, Good luck with that. <laughs> to do it. But, but it, it should be kind of fun and interesting. But with the expansion draft, the NHL draft coming up, there'll be plenty to talk about on the podcast. Okay, so one final thing before you do your read. Uh, if you start following us right now at ITHSW Podcast, at College Hockey SW, at uh, ITHSW, at uh, AHL underscore ITHSW or at ACHA underscore ITHSW. Um, we're going to start taking names from everybody that joins from now on. And when we hit 10,000, the prize vault opens and some really good things are coming your way. So you don't have to wait to, to follow us. Start following us now. It's an easy click. Click on it. Click on all of them. Click on ITHSWR for Rob and, uh, and, and start following us because you don't want to miss anything. There's lots of good stuff coming up very, very quickly, including the expansion draft, the amateur draft, and uh, I will be hopefully making a trip up to uh, to see the summer showcase for our world junior players. A lot of those will be just uh, coming fresh off the draft when they go up there for a week. Well, we may have to test our listeners to see if we're really getting the following that, we're, that you're looking for by doing some giveaways during the uh... – the ramp up of our listenership. And, and we do, and, and we do have some of that in the works as well. We've got our partners at Summer Skates that we're working to deal with right now. And I know last year when we gave away Summer Skates, people were loving it. So uh, just stay tuned, and we'll see what we come up with over the next uh, I don't know uh, two to eight weeks. Let's put it that way. I'm a Ranger fan, and my favorite number is nine. Just so you know, and my and my <laughs> listen to him. Listen my to sandal, him. My sandal size is ten or eleven. I think I would have to double check. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, take it away, my friend. All right, the D Las Vegas Resort and Casinos Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly has been brought to you by Summer Skates. Speaking of summer skates, fall, winter doesn't matter. We still like to keep our drinks cold. Get your personalized koozies and shower shoes. Go to IcetimeHockeySW.com backslash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. The D Las Vegas Resort and Casino, whether it's long, the Long Bar or the Andy Amo Steakhouse, and I think I pronounced that wrong, Amo, the Andy Amo Steakhouse, uh, where, where we are more than just great gaming action, book your spot at VD.com. Boost Mobile, where all plans include a mobile hotspot and America's largest 5G network for less. By Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com, where we can provide for all your hockey needs on the ice or in line. See the website for our Three Valley locations and more. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, where despite how long it takes you to eat your meal, there's so many delicious choices, it always seems to take you longer to decide what to eat than actually eat it. By M-Drive, supplements to fuel your drive. Refine your drive with M-Drive. 
the D Las Vegas Resort and Casinos Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly, and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app. Available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app. Hey Alexa, turn on my ITHSW podcast. Professional Southwest Weekly presented by the D Resort and Casino is a part of the Icetime Hockey SW.com network. Oh, I love it. I love it. Tell me if Alexa's playing it too when we get when we get <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We are making progress, folks. Things are going uh, very, very smoothly and very, very quickly. And uh, by the time the season starts, everything will be uh, where we want it to be. So Thanks again for listening to us. Uh, game five coming up in two nights back in Tampa Bay. The Stanley Cup final still going on. Thanks to who, Mr. Rothbard? It started with Josh Anderson <laughs> and it ended with Josh Anderson. Can't put it any better. Again, uh, rest in peace to, to Matisse. Uh, uh, our prayers and thoughts go out to the Blue Jackets organization. It's a tough loss and a very tough way to uh, uh, end a holiday weekend. Good night, everybody. Absolutely. Good night.